0: are now locked in and listening to The Issue. This guy is a franchise quarterback, and no, I don't want to hear any pushback on that. It feels like a top 10 roster to me. It feels
1: like it can win a championship.
0: This is The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is The Issue. It is Friday july 1st with another episode really good one we're gonna get into first of all the Shaun and the browns that whole situation right right kind of a i
1: can't
0: really say it but a, let's
1: go train wreck <laughs> let's go uh, tire fire dumpster fire any of those terms will work in substitution for what i was
0: what i had in mind but very much so uh and then we're gonna to have to finish out the first segment a little bit of a rant. Deshaun Watson. Right. Um, about Yeah, actually, about that situation. Right? Yeah. Uh, the second segment, though, is going to be... What is that? That's Are We There Yet? Our new segment. A little, a little Are We There Yet? Which is a game that'll be right after. Um, a little
1: rant. So we're going to get... We're going to kind of start to introduce a little bit of NBA to you guys. I, I don't know how many NBA fans we have out there. I know there's a huge market um, for NBA, especially like kind of talk show radio yeah. style, like it, podcast style. Um, it's pretty popular, right? And I know it doesn't get insane ratings but it's very social media driven very like podcast driven a lot of people and like to talk it's a about newer, it new or updated league right and i think this past season especially in the playoffs they got great ratings and i enjoyed watching them for the first time i think ever um and it's kind of starting to click right just kind of how we are able to analyze football like the league of football and maybe not quite as much analyze the game like we can in football but we can still kind of you know was this move good do they fit right we can um and kind of do that and plus we know we know some people that that can talk basketball that You know, might know more than us about Would
0: love to get on the show. Yeah, yeah. cool opportunity for some more guests as well. And then in the third segment, we're going to have our next edition of the top 25 quarterbacks of the last 50 years. So we're going to have numbers, what, 20... 20 through 16. So, yeah, so 2019, 18, 17, 16. So yeah. we have five more, five more guys. So it's our second week of that. Um, stay tuned because the uh, divisional predictions are going to be coming up. I think starting next week, we start those.
1: So next week, yeah, yeah, to The next week or the week after. Like, we got to get
0: cracking. Yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, I'm excited. The NFL season is approaching, and uh, we all know that's the favorite time around here. Oh, my God. Absolutely.
1: Um, absolutely.
0: But first things first, we're going to start it off how we always do. Finally back with another week of hits and misses. Let's go.
1: Well, like I said, uh, you know, we're going to incorporate some more NBA, right? It's not going to be a huge topic, but kind of kind of like NHL and, uh, and MLB, right? We definitely touch on it. We'll have some opinions um, a little bit more today just because we're kind of ringing in the new era. So let's ring it in, right? Um, I, I, I've been saying Steph Curry's a stud, right? Obviously not on this show because we haven't talked about it, but asking to my friends, ask Luke. I've always said, you know, I like how he you know, how he goes about himself, really good leader, obviously has changed the game of basketball, I think he's a top 10 player of all time, yeah. uh, I think both his impact and the actual skill itself, he's the best shooter of all time, maybe he's definitely in the top three of ball handlers of all time, um, like I said, best shooter, definitely the best shooter off the dribble, I don't think that's a, a debate, the best range of any shooter of all time, and you could certainly say one of the best teammates of all time, stepping aside to let Kevin Durant come in and be the guy for those two years, still able to lead this team post Kevin Durant, pre Kevin Durant, just his flexibility, uh, you know, not physically but just, you know, as a leader, as a cornerstone of that. He could do so many
0: different things for that team. And no, you definitely have said it on the show before. There've been some bigger basketball things that we've kinda briefly brought up. Maybe I I do remember you talking about uh Steph Curry and I know you've always been a fan. I mean you've always loved that he's been the best shooter in the league. I mean, who hasn't
1: loved that? And I just respected the way he's gone about his business, and, uh, you know, even outside of the game of basketball, and I think, um, I've never gotten the slander of Steph, and, uh, you know, he won another title. All right, miss number one, you know, I've been saying, oh, Yankees don't walk enough and they strike out too much. Everyone looks at home runs of strikeouts. I was like, they don't walk enough. They're not getting on base of those home runs. Are only solo shots. When if we got on base a little bit more, even if we hit you know, a fourth less home runs, we got on base more. The home runs, would be more valuable. We we're talking run producing. Well, I guess I'm wrong. I, they're doing just fine. I think they own the best record in the American League, and they're pretty much carried by home runs. They're not having a problem. Um, you know, I worry about the sustainability of it. But at the end of the day, I mean, they're winning. They're winning baseball games.
0: 100 point blank. Um, blank. His sus- judge is insane. Sustainability and. Um, consistency kind of go hand in hand. Right. Um, pretty much the same thing when it comes to baseball. But I mean, if they can keep it, if they can keep it going and ride that out and keep relying on the home runs and they keep coming and they keep and it it keeps working for them by right. all means, roll with it. But we all know that when your top one, maybe even two guys start to hit that little bit of a slump, come you know late July, early August, the dog days of the season, right? Yeah. They can prove that you know maybe getting a couple base runners here and there wouldn't hurt all that much. Like, like what if Judge, you know, who's hitting eight home runs a
1: month right now? What if he hits four a month? You know what I mean? That to play a completely different baseball yeah. baseball team. You know what I mean? Um, okay, so hit number two. Uh, you know, we've said this. I feel like it's been a hit for a couple weeks running because they just keep getting better and better and better and proving me more right, and right, right? even you as well, um, that the Avalanche are the best team. And I've been saying it for a while. All oh, playoffs yeah. basically. And they won the they won the cup first cup in I think twenty one years, something like that. Fantastic. Uh and let's remember the Lightning, they're they're not they're not like chumps. They're they're, they're two time back to back defending champions. Right. Going right. for the three peat. They were going for the three peat. They looked completely outclassed, right? I think it was you know, so out of the final four, right? It was Tampa Bay, New York, and then it was was it Edmonton and or no, Calgary maybe it was, and, and it in was Colorado. Calgary in Colorado. Either way. Out of the final four teams, it was, like, those three and then two or three steps up and then the Avalanche. Like, they were not in the same class as any other team, I thought. It was a competitive series, but at the end of the day, you saw the skill difference come out. Um,
0: Good for the Avalanche. Fantastic. Um, I mean, watching them the entire playoff run was absolutely nuts. I mean, I've never seen a team just come in and dominate like that. Yeah, I agree. All right, miss number two. I, I, I've
1: always said the NFL is like probably the best league, right? They're always pretty not progressive, but you know, they, they, they move off things quick. They make really good decisions. Most of the time. Uh, and, and I trust them to do the right thing. Most of the time. Well, here's one of the, the times where they don't. And so I guess it's a miss there that they're dragging their feet on Deshaun Watson. I don't know what the issue is. And, uh, you know, I, I, I respect the whole, oh, they're doing their, their due diligence, stuff like that, but it just looks and worse, looks worse and worse like by the day. Yeah. I, I, I don't get it. It should be season long bare minimum, that's it. Like I, I they're like, oh well, some people, the NFL did come out and say like that the, the fact that he settled mm-hmm. with some of the cases isn't going to be a factor, but some people are saying, oh you know, that that makes it better for him. I don't think it does. He's just saying, I'm guilty, here's money, so I don't I don't understand how that makes it any better. I and I think if anything, that would make me go, yep, let's 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 finalize this suspension. That's it. Right? That's it. I've I've seen all I need to see. I mean he just admitted guilt for what, 22 cases? 21 cases? Like, let's go. Right? He just basically said Here's the deal. I'll say I did it.
0: Here's some money. Let's not talk about it again. If, what, what's the discussion? I mean, I don't understand either because, yeah, sure, you settle it out of court, so you do save yourself a little bit of, you know, a Deshaun Watson in court hearing type of deal, right? Where it's like all over the media and projected everywhere. So I guess you do kind of
1: you retain, stay out of the public eye, a little retain
0: bit. some of the privacy, but. At the same time, it still doesn't look great. You still have 66 private massages that were bought and paid for. and yeah. Even though they're not technically lawsuits, it still doesn't look good. Like It, it doesn't look good. I mean, even the Texans... Uh, what was that? Was that a, the owner came out and said, well, it's not illegal. Oh, no, that was that was
1: um, Deshaun's lawyer that's that came out and said, well, technically, technically <sighs> he didn't do anything illegal. <laughs> oh, that's so not good. Like, I just...
0: Uh, makes you cringe a little bit.
1: Like, okay, I I, I get a parking ticket. Is it illegal? Eh, probably not. Is it breaking some sort of
0: rule, regulation, conduct? Yeah. Is yeah. there usually a punishment for it? Yeah. A, big fan, a fine. I'm a big fan of um, suspending him indefinitely. Get him done for the season, then figure out what you need to figure out. But at least make a decision now. And stand firm on it and let it be a little bit of, you know, a model, an example, if you will. Yeah, I agree. Precedents to follow.
1: Um, so a little bit, uh, this, this final point here is kind of a double-edged hit and a miss. We'll start with the hit. We expect the Steelers to do the whole, like, oh, you know, we don't start a rookie thing. It's the Steeler way. Well, it's, I mean, that's not true anyway, but, you know, that's what they try to preach. And I guess, you know, report is a story out uh, that Kenny Pickett is third on the depth chart mm-hmm. and Mitch is in line to start. So unless he bombs in, in uh, mini camp or whatever, training camp uh, and the preseason that he's most likely to start... So, you know, I guess we were right saying that the Steelers would do that. Now, we said that, um, you know, that we would start him, and we still do feel that way. Um, I, I don't really understand not starting him, right? Like, he doesn't have anything going for him over any of the other quarterback prospects in this year's draft, except for the fact that he was NFL ready, right? If we, were gonna, if we wanted a project as the Steelers, if they wanted somebody to sit a year and develop, we have more talent on the market, right? Uh, Malik Willis is definitely more physically gifted, than Kenny Pickett, right? Not even an argument. I would argue Matt Corral probably is as well. Um, Carson Strong, who I don't even think he got drafted, but he's huge, big, a little bit mobile, more talent, a little bit more raw, though. right? so if Pickett's only thing was he's NFL-ready, why are we waiting? I just don't get it. That's the only thing he had over
0: any other prospect. Doesn't make any sense to me. No, and it really bothers me, too, that he's third on the depth chart, just in the pure fact that... I Mason could, Rudolph's above him. And I, I could so see the Steelers, like totally wasting this year not playing him not seeing wh- how he fits into different situations I, like pressure situations we need to see how he can do in a 2 minute drill yeah, and, then they and they that's a real year's. thing we we need to see that and then we're going to miss next year's quarterback draft class one of the most talented of all time just going to pass us right by because we settled for Kenny Pickett
1: i disagree i think it's a bad decision just kind of like uh, you know the browns giving deshaun watson all that money guaranteed is a bad decision and so that's and so that's what i was thinking about I was thinking about deshaun Maybe being suspended for an entire season. And that's what I would do if I was the NFL. I'd make it a year. So let's just say that happens. Conversation's sake. Rest of this little rant here. Let's assume Deshaun is suspended for the entire 2022 NFL season. That'd be two years out of football for Deshaun. Right? Like people, I don't think we understand how long two years is. Didn't play this past season yet. Working out is not the same. It's just not the same. You know, you, you say go, go do. You know, if you, if you have a uh, job in the office still, which is probably pretty rare. Your job in the office versus doing some work at home—a little bit different, right? A little bit of a different temperature in the room. Same thing, right? We can practice all we want for sports. Nothing's like the game. That's a long time—two years out of the game—and I, 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 quite frankly, I'm gonna be honest—I don't think he's gonna recover from it. I don't. I don't. And the, and the Browns now have signed—I think it's pretty easily—the worst contract in sports history. Look, I, I, I truly believe that, and I think that'll continue to play out. Maybe not quite yet. But I think it will play out to be the worst contract in all of sports history. Maybe that'll end up being you know miss number one in uh, you know an episode in a year or two, right? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe that ends up being a miss. That's my opinion. That's going to be the worst contract ever. And I, and I want to preface this by saying I think Deshaun Watson is better than the person I'm going to discuss. You probably see the banner. at Colin Kaepernick. I think he is better than Kaepernick. We're talking both their peaks, right? Deshaun, I would say before he. You know, obviously took time off. He's so at his peak. He's in his physical prime. He's been in the league a couple of years. He's at his prime. Um, whenever Kaepernick, his you know prime that we're going to talk about when he went to the Super Bowl, when he had a, you know a couple of good years with the 49ers, was there was there a guy that they were going to roll with? But you know, some stats are interesting, right? So Cap has a you know a worse completion percentage, worse yards per game, less touchdowns, right? Some some basic things. He's not as pretty of a thrower, so I would expect that. But on the flip side, been to a Super Bowl competed in the—it wasn't a blowout, competed, was close to winning a Super Bowl. Has better playoff numbers, has better rushing stats, has less interceptions. So again, to clarify, I I think Deshaun is better, and I'd take him any day over Kaepernick. But it's an interesting point, right? Two years out of the league, like Kaepernick, two years out of the league, or more— more years. Uh, I don't know when he tried to make his comeback. Probably right away. But two years out of the league before he got a legitimate shot to, you know, get a tryout come back Right? How'd it go? How'd it go? I'm, ju- I'm just saying. Hell, he even had a workout with I think the Raiders this past uh, what month, two months ago, whatever. Yeah. Didn't hear much about that, right? You heard, oh, he's got a tryout. We, we didn't even see footage from the tryout. And then we, 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 we didn't even hear a report from the tryout. Everyone's like, did, did it go well? <laughs> How's it going for Cap? You know what I mean? And Kaepernick did something. First of all, wasn't even legal. Deshaun's is illegal. Kaepernick it might have rubbed you the wrong way, but I mean, it's nothing close to sixty-six misconduct cases. Well, not cases, but possible cases. Twenty-four <laughs> that actually filed them. Right. Sixty-six proven massages that are, let's use the word sketchy. Right. I'm just saying. I don't think Cap was even close to Deshaun's skill level. But realistically, let's say, at their peaks, right when when Cap was went to a Super Bowl you know, Deshaun was getting to the playoffs almost every year, right, with, you know, good roster, not great, so let's say, to set the scale, one to ten, Brady's a ten. One is you're a backup, two is you're a super, super low-end starter, three is you're still a low-end starter, maybe a bridge guy, and you have some flashes, right, you show a little bit of, oh, yeah, I'm not too bad, right, like, I think, Maybe the next step up would be like a four, like a Jalen Hurts, right? Who we were like, nah, yeah, maybe, right? Maybe yeah. I'd say three is more like a Carson Wentz, right? Where we don't really trust him, but every now and then he'll show flashes. He's got a, a sweet arm, right? Cap showed flash, like I said, got him to a Super Bowl. Pretty good at, at running the football, was a little bit dynamic, right? He had pretty good deep ball too. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Um, so I, I'd say on that scale, I'm going to put Deshaun at a six. Been to the been to the playoffs um, a bunch with, like I said, probably a subpar overall roster. Yeah. Um, You know, was was pretty consistent. Really good deep ball. Extended some plays. Was able to run around. Can throw on the run. Fairly durable. Had some injury issues in college, but in the NFL, he's been fairly durable. Again, hasn't really been to a Super Bowl. Hasn't taken that next step. So we'll go with, I think, a 6 is fair if Brady's a 10. You could probably argue me into a 5, but we'll go 6. I mean, I'd say Cap was like a 3. I'd say Cap was about a 3 out of 10. Right? Is Deshaun that much better that he can take two years out of the game right is, is the is the gap from a three to a six that much of a leap that he can take two years out of the game and just expect to be that guy when he returns I, I doubt it I really do I mean how we get rusty from our you know we go on vacation for two weeks leaving our you know boring normal jobs and we're rusty right we're coming back we're like that Monday morning you're back I gotta shake off the cobwebs you're rusty for a day or two we don't play NFL football people We're accountants and bankers, and I I don't know, for some reason I'm only thinking of business,
0: doctors, you know, lawyers, whatever. Even here on the podcast, I mean, just going to say it, you took the week off last week, you were on vacation, Uh, you know, we had a little bit of downtime, came back, felt like I couldn't even intro a show when we started today.
1: Feels a little bit weird, you know what I mean? so,
0: I mean, we're back, we're doing it though, bumped the rust off, but two years out of football. Things get rusty, right?
1: And the Browns just guaranteed him $230 million for what, the next five years? One of which he won't play. Who knows about the rest of it? Right, so, do I th- again, do I think he's Colin Kaepernick? Probably not. Do I think the gap is so large that you can just take two years off of playing professional football, deal with all this off-the-field drama issues, etc., and just come back the same guy, the same level of productivity, the same level of leader that you need? Right? The, the Browns just had a guy who's talented, not Deshaun talented, but Baker. Baker's a number one yeah. pick. Good arm, accurate, not mobile, but can move a little bit, right? has got some gamer to him, a little bit of Taylor Heineke, dare I say. Not Granny's better than Taylor Heineke. Yeah. But, you know, a little bit of a, you know, the hill game. chippiness. Right? Hill game, for sure. The issue wasn't his on-the-field play. Could it have been, been better? Yes. It was the off-the-field stuff, right? It was It was the issues behind the scenes. Brady's never been the most talented quarterback in the league. Here's the thing. I don't think he ever had to worry about him off the field. Not Red once. Deflated a football. Ooh, no. You <laughs> want to know why? Because it was to get a competitive advantage. He didn't call out the medical staff or something like that. He didn't have 66 sketchy massages. Probably more. Probably more. He didn't have 24 civil cases that are still going on right now. Right? He was the most dedicated guy off the field. It's the off the field stuff I worry about. Mm-hmm. $230 million. I don't think he's Kaepernick. I don't think he's coming back, though. Well, I mean, I don't think he's coming back the same guy.
0: I'm not coming back soon either.
1: So, I mean, so a let, let, little exercise here, kind of off the cuff. I'm going to go, you know, right here. I'm already on it right here. Deshaun Watson. We'll say that, let's see, I'll pick his best statistical season. We'll say that's his peak. So, uh, you know, passer rating, that would be his, the most recent year, 2020, right? Probably his best season, 33 touchdowns, 7 picks. You know, a rating of 112 for the year, right? Really solid. Uh, 4,800 yards. I think he might have even led the league. Now, granted, they went 4-12. Exercise. Let's take about 10%. You know, even if he's 10%, you know what? I'd argue 20% worse. So what's 20% of 30? That's, yeah, you know, about 7, seven so minus 7 touchdowns. We're down to 26 touchdowns a year. Um, So in reverse for interceptions, it would get 20% worse. So 20% of 7 is only like 2 more interceptions. Six. Yeah. So, you know, he'd, get, he'd have nine interceptions, so he'd be 26-9, you know, passing yards would be somewhere around 4,100 passing yards, yeah. and a rating of, like, 100. Good, good, but not special. I mean, if you look at his actual career averages, we're now down, we take 20% off those, we're now down into, like, a rating of 95, mm, probably less. And is that $230 million in the amount of picks probably, that they gave up to get him? We're, we're actually down to closer to a passer rating of 90. And and in and, and his his touchdowns per season, we're down to like 21 with almost 10 picks. Taking time off rarely ever works in a league like this. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Right? Two years off football, I don't think it's crazy. I think one year you could probably take about 10% off. Two years, that's 20%. Right? So now we're looking at 21 touchdowns, 10 picks. A pass hearing of like ninety, and he's going to average about uh, you know thirty eight hundred yards a, a season. And plus Matt Ryan. Let's not forget,
0: every year you don't play, you still age. Okay, uh, he's not getting younger. That, that that that's Matt Ryan, which serviceable for sure.
1: Is Deshaun Matt Ryan? Do we want? Do they want? Is, is Matt Ryan worth two hundred thirty million guaranteed? That's no. the question. No, no, right. So that's not what they would want to pay for. That's probably what they're going to pay for. Yeah and uh just that's yet, even if he
0: comes back there's yet again just another just a poor choice just another by the browns just is... another misstep from cleveland i mean we see it every year so many times and you think you know what i don't think the browns can, can screw up anymore but hey here's the funny part It only sucks for them. It only only sucks for them, that's true. And it's actually, you know, it feels pretty decent over on this side of the fence here in Pittsburgh. Being able to watch uh, the demise and the fall of Cleveland like they always do to themselves. Uh, But that is all we have for the first segment. We are going to be getting into the second segment here. Tim will be having a NBA rant to start things off, so don't go anywhere.
1: All right, we are back here. Second segment, The Issue. I've lost track of what day it is. Was it a Friday? It is uh, Friday, July 1st. I just, I don't know. I I lose track nowadays. Finally in July. That's cool, I guess. Uh, Rip. Couldn't be hotter. Uh, Scorcher all the time, I feel like. Yeah. Every now and then you'll get one that's like 75. Feels really nice. Nice breeze, but
0: pretty hot per usual. I I feel like it's either like 95 and just relentless sun or... Monsoon, because I mean I've a lot been, of rain. I can't a lot of tell rain you for how sure. many times already. I mean, I guess through the month of June, it was where it was like driving in Florida. Like where you get those rainstorms where it's like you have the, of, the windshield wipers are all the way on high and you still can't see. A lot of
1: flash flood warnings. Yeah, you know, uh, you know,
0: you get the you get the <laughs> banner across the TV. <laughs>
1: Flash flood warning? You you get the thing.
0: Interrupt the program. The great thing, though, is this show will never be interrupted by a flash flood warning. As as long as I I think YouTube will never, or Spotify will never, interrupt a show uh, with a flash flood warning. So that's why you watch this. I'll be upset. You don't watch shows like The Herd because that can get get interrupted by a flash flood warning. This one can't. You come here and you get uninterrupted.
1: No, well, no weather reports outside of just the one you need from me yeah other than that we don't have to worry about it Um. so I want to give you something I don't want to spend you know, tons of time on it just because it's about the NBA draft right and I think it's wildly speculative like you're just guessing at, at some points in the NBA draft like these kids are 19 20 21 right around our age now that we're getting older younger than us even yes. right like Z- I think Zion is about the same age as me blows my mind um, and so to think that people would be, you know, not judging, but kind of trying to guess and, and make me a franchise player, obviously I'm not skilled basketball-wise, but I'm talking, you know, from a, not maturity standpoint, we're pretty mature, but you, just, you get the point, right? Yeah. Having to go in and be at the face of a franchise, just kind of crazy, right? Kind of crazy. It's, up to so it, it's so much guessing, right? There's so much more development that needs to happen. Um, so I don't like to spend a ton of time on it, but something I might feel fairly strongly about, you know, one of my first pretty strong opinions uh, in the NBA here, is that I think Chet Holmgren um, is kind of going to be a bust, right? I think some people see some Dirk uh, Nowitzki in him. I don't. Some KD don't see it at all. Um, like, I, like I said, I, I don't see either. I see more Thon Maker and Moe you I don't know if you guys remember Thawne Maker. I forget where he's from. For, uh, from a foreign um, country came in, you know, like a Luka, Nikola Jokic, all that. Came in real tall. Could shoot like a guard, but was like seven two, really thin. Same thing with Mo Bamba, right? Mo Bamba went to what Texas, right? But thin, could shoot like a guard, but about seven seven one maybe. Uh, I think Chet is like seven two, thin as a rail, shoots like a guard, handles like a guard, can block some shots absolutely because he's just so tall. Not super physical. Um, so Thawne Maker, he you know averaged about thirteen minutes a game in the NBA, four point two points a game. Almost three rebounds, about a half an assist, and he's in the G League now. And by the way, gets hurt on average, you know, about half, if not more, of every season he played in the NBA. He never made it through a full season. Not ideal. Now, Mo, Mo, Mo Baum was a little bit better. About 19 minutes a game, uh, almost eight points a game, six boards and an assist. Also frequently hurt. Now, I'm not an NBA analyst, but I do have eyes. You know, I, I can follow trends. I do it for football, right? I can follow, you know, trends, look at the history and say, hmm, does this guy project out, right? For example, next year's draft, Phil Dracovic, local kid, might be in it. He can project that out and say, well, you know, I I don't know how accurate he's going to be, and, you know, I don't know if he's going to work at the next level because it's tough. It all depends on where you go. But I will say he's the prototype of what's winning the NFL. Josh Allen, Mahomes, you know, a bunch of these guys. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert, big, strong, athletic, can move right, physical frame, right, he's not super wiry, not super small, right, big kid, that's what wins, so I can look at trends, it's something I do pretty well, you kind of have to, and here's, here's the issue that I that I run into, right, he's obviously pretty small, some people will say, well, what about Giannis, right, so back to chat for a second, he's been working with a pro nutritionist and strength coach, actively trying to put on weight and get bigger since high school. And then gets to Gonzaga. That's almost a pro-level program when it comes to the facilities yeah. and the people and the professionals that they have access to. And the standards. They've been trying to make him bulk up and get bigger and get stronger, right? But he's just naturally that skinny. It's not worked, right? He's still small. He's still really, really thin, right? He's just naturally that thin. Like Giannis grew when he, once he got to the like, he grew and matured because he could, right? He was thin because he didn't have pros working, with him since he was in high school to help him grow right like I don't want I don't want to sound rude but I mean like his family was poor like he didn't have access to the type of professional help that that chat does like he was so poor uh, his first like I think full season almost every penny he made he sent back to his family in Greece but like he didn't even have money to catch a bus to the home game right that in the arena down the road he didn't have enough money to catch a bus there because he was sending so much home right so obviously, once you get him significantly more help than he had had previously, of course he's going to bulk up. He's going to get that bigger frame. Where like I, I think Chet has had so much of this opportunity to grow and to get, you know, thicker, right? To be, to be a bigger athlete. It just hasn't worked. like you now Is he going to add some muscle? Yes. Is it going to be enough? I don't think so. All right. So I'm, I'm going to say it right now. I don't know what's, what's the July first, right? We, we said first day in July. Timestamp it. I think Chet Holmgren. Now, you, you can define bust differently, but I will say, let's say this. I think he's closer to Mo Bamba and Thonmaker than he is to KD and Dirk. And I think that'll be my claim. Um, I I think he's going to become frequently injured. I don't think the NBA, that's that's a long physical season. That's right? what, 82 games? You're on the road. You're in you know Milwaukee on a Tuesday turnaround. Hey, you're in Miami on a Thursday, right? Maybe even the next day. Maybe on that Wednesday, right? Yeah. Those are, These are bigger, grown men. There's guys that are 32, 33, 34. Those are big, strong, physical men. He's a 20-year-old kid that is skinny, wiry. I just – I don't – I think there's more failure stories of guys of this build than there are success stories. I think I think KD is an outlier. Dirk is a little bit of an outlier. I think Thawne Maker, Mobom, but those – that's kind of the – the pattern of what we would expect that's more regular for a guy of his frame so I have a feeling this is going to end up being a hit here and I guess give it like two or three years but we'll see we'll see um I I would predict he's more closer to a bust than he is a star we'll say that closer to a bust than he is a star that's just my feeling who knows I don't know let's get it let's get into a new game right I love games are we there yet it's going to be fantastic so you, so you thought of this.
0: Explain the, the background of the game. So, you know, it, it's been, it, it's summertime. Everybody's taking road trips. You just went on vacation. You took a long road trip across the country. Driving. Driving. Uh, a, a frequent frequent question that is asked on a road trip is, are we there yet? You know, are we getting close to the destination? Now, a destination for an NFL franchise is obviously the Super Bowl or the Super Bowl window, the bubble. The Lombardi. The Lombardi Trophy. Uh, That is the destination. we got five teams. We're going to go through all five and tell you how far away they are from being a contender in the Super Bowl. And are they there yet? The Denver Broncos.
1: I mean, so so like I said, we're going, I don't know if we said it, but a banner here, right? Within the, you know, within the top four of teams, right? Because you're kind of, if you're in the AFC, NFC Championship game, you're in contention for a Super Bowl, period. It's hard for me to see them not at least being a top two team in AFC, which means they're a top four team um, in the league this coming year. The weapons, the D-line, obviously Russell Wilson. I think is there a little bit of a flop potential with a new head coach, you know, with a lot of moving pieces? Maybe my hunch is zero
0: seasons. I think they're in contention this season. Uh, I 100% agree. I think the addition of Russ is everything. Um, you get Drew Locke out, and you replace him with one of the best quarterbacks um, in, in the last decade in Russell Wilson. Easily. Somebody easy. that can be precise, that can avoid a rush. I mean, yeah, he got sacked a lot of these past couple of seasons, but let's also remember he didn't have an offensive line these past couple Seattle. of seasons. Yeah. Um, so I think with situations being how they are in Denver, I mean, assuming the coaching works out, well ish they have enough talent there
1: to oh, be more th- than enough to
0: surround him and make him very comfortable and we yeah. all know what happens when Russ gets comfortable and yep. it, it gets dangerous yeah i agree um we're gonna go with uh the cleveland browns for the second team here
1: i'm gonna go five plus right so we're going zero one two three four and then five plus right am i gonna be hearing like oh uh approximately eight right okay who knows right i think five plus is fair Let's go five plus. So let's just look at Deshaun himself, which I think is that is the key to them winning a Super Bowl, right? You got to have a good quarterback. If he's out this coming season, rusty the next season. By then, Stefanski's probably fired because now you haven't won a whole lot of games. Um, you, your quarterback was out for a year. He comes back, wasn't as good. Now you have a new head coach. Who knows what Deshaun's status with the team will be? Maybe they get a new quarterback. Oh. I just there's so much turbulence. I can't see them writing the ship enough, especially in the AFC with all the good. Really, really good teams. The Bills are better. The Chiefs are better in their own division. I think every other team is better and more set up for the future. Yeah, the Chargers, the the entire AFC West, right? I mean, they, to me, they're a bottom five team in the AFC, and they still might be. Their roster's still good. It's just everyone else is that
0: much better. And here's the part that stings for Cleveland. They were that close. I would have gave they, them. They were that close to being to having the roster. They had they had the roster outside of quarterback. They had it looked like the coach. It had they they had the offense off the defense off. They were great on special teams. They, were they could get a right pass rush. Them. They had they were they were that close. And then they just went out and did the most Cleveland thing ever. Signed the worst contract in NFL history. Uh, you can't argue me out of that uh, yep. with Deshaun Watson, who we all know his situation. Yeah. All right, next. Uh, third team, we're going to go with the Chargers.
1: I think one, I'm not sure, you know, how I feel about this season. I want to see Brandon Staley another year. Now, I will say worry because if he doesn't, if they don't if they don't perform this season, Brandon Staley might be gone. Oh, how Now seat. we're dealing with a new coach. Hot seat. So, but, but when you have Herbert there, they have a lot of talent. They just signed Khalil Mack, JC Jackson, right? Yeah. Give them a year to get it, you know, get acclimated. Give Justin Herbert another year of development. Now, it wouldn't surprise me if it was this year, but I would go with not this coming season, but the season after. Mm-hmm. So about one season away. Okay, fourth team, we're going to go with Miami. See, I don't think two is going to end up working out. So I think either after this season or after next season, they move off them. That means – so we'll start, we'll go, we're going to go with four, right? So after this season or next season, they're going to move off two. And then we could be looking at, looking at a new quarterback. Now, if that new quarterback is special – in that year four, which would be the new quarterback's second season if he's a rookie, okay. that's usually when they pop. Or as a free agent, right, you're there for an, for a year, you're acclimated. That's where they could get close because I do think they have the roster. I think Mike McDaniel will be a good coach coming from Kyle Shanahan. That's just my prediction. But I think four feels about right, and I wouldn't surprise me because it's Miami, and Miami tends to make a lot of bad decisions right. in their franchise, right? They haven't been good since Marino. I'll go with four, and I think that's being optimistic.
0: What do you think? Uh, I agree. I think, if anything, Miami needs to examine the league around them and look at what's happened um, when you are that close. I, I just said it. Miami's in a very similar spot to where Cleveland was at yeah. a year or two ago where yeah. they had everything. They're missing the quarterback. Now, you need to survey the league here and see what happened in Cleveland and where that went off the rails and then do everything opposite that Cleveland did yeah. uh, and go find your quarterback because I do not think Tua is the guy, but I think that roster is strong enough to go really, really deep into the playoffs if you have the right guy throwing the football.
1: I agree. Like I think another draft or two and then another free agency period or two, they're going to be close. Yeah. Last one. Uh, Dallas. Uh, five plus. Yeah, I and mean, they've won three playoff games in the last 25 years. What would lead me to believe that they're going to write that shit? Plus, I like Dak, but I don't think he's a Super Bowl quarterback. Good. A lot of limitations. I think you need to surround him with really, really, like, an a plus-plus roster. Yeah. And with the contract that he has and the contract of Zeke, which he'll be out of it soon. they will be out of it soon, but... With the money that's tied up there, I just can't see them being able to supply Dak with enough talent to get to a Super Bowl. And so they have Dak for this year, and I think two or three more. And so that puts us in year like three of this little five-year scenario. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you're hoping that they hit on more draft picks to. And that's a big maybe. And if they re-sign Dak, and if they not if they don't, then they have a new quarterback. Is that new quarterback probably going to win in that year four? Probably not. So now we're already on year five, five plus.
0: Yeah, I I agree. It's just the expectations for that organization have been so high, and they have delivered on none of them. I mean, none. Three playoff wins in 25 years is probably the most outrageous stat. Um, for the biggest brand in sports, for okay. the biggest brand in sports, okay. America's team has sure. three playoff wins sure. in the last yeah. twenty-five years, and that's surprising in itself. But that is, are we there yet? Our first. time. I like that game. game. I think it was good. I do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we got the full list here. We got to just run back through. It. Denver at zero seasons. They are there. Uh, the Browns at five plus. The you, Chargers. They, at they, the, the Browns just got in the car. They they just started their road trip. Yeah. They they they're still stopping at the they gas might, station to gas up and get the. Snacks. Yeah,
1: they might still be packing. I don't know. It's you know, they're,
0: they're still they're the, still looking yeah. for the socks in the back of the dryer. They're, maybe. Uh, and then there's the Chargers. We have at one, uh, Miami at four, and Dallas also just fueling up, getting ready for the trip. Yeah, the Chargers can. The Chargers can see the palm trees on the way to the beach. Right, they're, they started seeing palm trees. It's they're like, about an hour out. It's when you get to the. Po- <laughs> it's, <laughs> when, it's when you get to the point, like. You're getting close enough. You got the windows down a little bit. You can, can smell, smell the it. salt. You can Ugh. smell the air a little bit. Yep. When you're on the way to the beach, the humidity's like, going. Yeah, the Cowboys are you
1: know at the same Seven Eleven the Browns are now Miami. <laughs> now they they've already got their snacks. They're already into into their first snack and their first drink. They've already got. You know they're, they're already about halfway through the first podcast, whatever they're listening to right. on the way. But
0: they just got that first direction that says you have a hundred miles, so your next direction. Right. They just got on that
1: first highway where it's like, hey, um, seven hundred miles on that highway. Have fun. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's, it's quite a daunting just, number, but
0: yeah, they're they're far,
1: but definitely closer than the Browns and the Cowboys. That makes me feel any better.
0: Denver's in the parking lot, though.
1: Yeah, Denver's route really, Yeah, Denver's there. They're there. They're they're unpacking the car. Haven't checked in quite yet because we don't know if they're if they are. You know, it's a prediction, but we think we think they're about to check in.
0: Yeah, um, and since we said it, it it'll happen. Uh, but that was Are We There Yet, first edition of that. Stick around for the third segment. We're going to have our next five quarterbacks revealed, uh, numbers 20 through 16 on the top 25 quarterbacks of the last 50 years, five decades in the making. So stick around. Don't miss it. What's up? We are back. It is the third segment here, Friday, July 1st. We have another great, great part of the episode to get to here. Uh, we have the top 25 quarterbacks of the last 50 years. Uh, it's the second week of us doing it, so we are doing 20 through number 16. Yep. Uh, those five today. Um, you want the shorter version of it, you can go check out our TikTok. Uh, I think it's definitely up on YouTube as a as a short as well. The shorter version, just to get around to more people. So go send that, like that. um, You know, comment whatever you think. You know know what I mean. Give us your feedback. But let's just get right into it. We have so the five quarterbacks today. You said you you like the guys this week.
1: I like all of them. Yeah, I like all of them. I I think uh, there's compelling cases, and I you know a lot of research to back this up. So without further ado, let's go. Number twenty. Let's go, Kenny Stabler. Uh, he's got an MVP. He's a, a one-time Offensive Player of the Year as well. A Super Bowl champion, one-time First Team All-Pro, one-time Second Team All-Pro, four-time Pro Bowler. He's got a career pass rating of about 76. He's a Hall of Famer, of course. Most of these guys are. You know, there's some current players that you know obviously aren't, and some that have just retired that uh, are not yet available or eligible. I would say. Um, but, I, you know, Kenny Stidler was a, a primary reason that the Raiders were relevant and, you know, highly competitive and, again, even won a Super Bowl. Um, the Raiders in the 70s, even late 60s, early 70s, were um, were one of the top organizations in the league. And I think Kenny Stidler has a a really good, you know, case to make that he's the reason for it. Yeah. Uh, you know, he lost one game. They lost one game all that, that season that they, you know, Won the Super Bowl. They lost one game all season to the Patriots in week I think, four. Lost by, like, three scores. Turns around, they beat them in the divisional round. They beat the Steelers in the AFC Championship game, and they beat the Vikings with Fran Targenton He'll, he'll come up later. Um, that I mean, that's a, that's a great run to win the Super Bowl. He posted four touchdowns, no picks, a pass rating of 104 for the playoff run. So, I mean, not only did he win the Super Bowl, but he showed up when it mattered most. Um, Kenny Stabler, at 20. Let's go to 19. I think Fran Tarkenton would come in here. Some people would argue that he would be, ab- um, that Kenny Stabler would be above him. I think Fran's. Um, it will get to why. So he is one-time MVP, one-time Offensive Player of the Year, one-time First Team All-Pro, one-time Second Team All-Pro, nine-time Pro Bowler, one-time Passing Leader um, in yards in a season. No rings, though. I would say here's why he's higher than Stabler, and I can hear the argument if you wanted to flip him. I think his impact on the game has to be kind of taken into account here. He was one of the first true scrambling quarterbacks. You know, he didn't have to you didn't have to be a statue. You can see and it in the highlights here. Yeah. You used to have to be a statue. Not have to be, but that's kind of the prototype of the quarterback before him. He came in, ran around a lot, extended plays. Um, you know, Stabler might have been a little bit better, but I think Fran's impact is unmatched in terms of that time period. So I'm gonna have to go with him a slot higher Fran Tarkenton at nineteen. I like that. All right, number 18. Let's go Jim Kelly. So, it, I may be I'm a little bit biased. He's a hometown guy, but he's a one-time All-Pro. Uh, yeah, one-time first-team All-Pro, one-time second-team All-Pro, uh, a five-time Pro Bowler, four-time Super Bowl – or no, four-time – or four Super Bowl appearances all in a row. Lost them all. Um, you know, again, maybe not the most impressive resume, but I do think it is impressive getting to four Super Bowls in a row. Yeah. Um, it's almost like the dynasty that was one game away – you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Like, imagine they win. They're one game away in each season. Four games. And they are one of the best dynasties of all time. And they're, the first ever 4 And they're 0-4. And they're 0-4. It's unfortunate. <laughs> I think also, here's, it, the stats are really good. QBR, uh, in his career, of 85. And again, just like Tarkenton, he revolutionized offense a little bit. He was one of the mm-hmm. first to lead no-huddle offenses. Um, in history, and
0: he kind of brought that to prominence a little bit. And he was there when the Bills got their greatest uh, acronym for their name of all time. Boy, I love losing Super Bowls. I mean, they That's lost true. four in a row. That's true. I think I think he's certainly really really impactful, and I don't think that you know
1: did he did he rise to the occasion of Super Bowls? No, but I do think he was a big part of why they were even close to being yeah. th- in the Super Bowl. And uh, you know, like I said, huge part of the game with the whole no you know no huddle, all that. And he was probably more talented than most of the guys that have been behind him although you know maybe he didn't win quite as much the stats do back up that he is more talented and you know watch the film it's on YouTube and while you're on YouTube you know hopefully you're watching our pretty faces anyway uh, number 17 Eli Manning uh, two time Super Bowl champion two time Super Bowl MVP four time Pro Bowler um, no All-Pro teams, so that's a little odd. But most passing yards in a single uh, postseason run—that's that, you know that's something. Um, he's quite simply the most impactful quarterback, maybe I think outside of Brady. Like I, I don't think you could tell the story of the NFL without Eli Manning, right? And first off, without him, Tom has nine rings and a dynasty that is already amazing, right? The Patriots yeah. would have been ridiculous, right? Without the two losses to the Giants. Wow. Well, yeah. I think the, the reason he's not higher on this list is because he was never at any point a top three to five
0: quarterback in the league. He no. was always
1: hovering around five, six, you know.
0: He was towards the top, but never really broke into the, like, the our top tier. He would never have been in our top tier. Yeah, no. But here's the thing. He's got two of the most amazing plays that I've ever seen,
1: both with my own two eyes or through a screen, on the biggest stage you can imagine. The throw, the escapability, and then the throw to David Tyree, the helmet catch. Mm-hmm. And then the throw down the sideline to Mario Manningham in the next Super Bowl against the Patriots, just dime. Like, one of the best throws of all time up the sideline. Um, Without that, the the Giants are abysmal for almost their entire franchise history with almost zero glimpses of success outside of, like, the Phil Simms year, right? In the last, like, 25 years, they would have almost nothing. And here's the thing. 84 pass rating in the regular season, 87 in the playoffs, right? 96 pass rating in the first Super Bowl against the Patriots and 104 in the second. Right. The man stepped up yeah, when it counted. Did. Right. There's something to be said for that. Always available. Almost never hurt. Um one of the one of the better leaders of all time.
0: Always talk to the press after they lost, too. Took Every single time.
1: Every single time. So I yeah, I think Eli definitely you could argue me into him being higher. And some people are going to have a problem with the next guy on this list being higher than him. But it's kind of projecting it out a little bit. So let's get to that. Number 16, Russell Wilson. Already, he's a one-time Super Bowl champ, nine-time Pro Bowler, first or one-time second-team All-Pro. It's almost criminal that he doesn't have more All-Pro teams and and an MVP. It's almost criminal he doesn't have those two things. Um, It's ridiculous, and I can't explain it. But also, he's kind of on this list because of his consistency and then also what I believe he will win. I think he's got one more Super Bowl in him. I think he's got potentially an MVP, and I would say probably one or two more first-team All Pros and a couple more second-team All Pros. I think I don't think that's crazy to, to think. And I think if you look back in three years, or look, I guess if you look like in three years, if you look back on this list, mm-hmm. having Ross any lower would just look bad. I don't think it'll age well. Like I think he's only going to move up this list. Um, and I don't think it's crazy, right? And so in the NBA, there was a list um, and Shaq in year four, like on a list like this for, you know, NBA. Um, he was on it. and People were confused. He was only in the league four years. They're like, what? Well, look how that aged, right? Look, right. That, that aged pretty well. And I think Man. Ross has that, you know, I think that's what's going to happen here. And I think the idea of, of what he's done to taking care of his body and kind of not... Yeah, I guess. Revolutionizing what the quarterback position is. This isn't a a 10, 12-year position. This can be 15, 16, 17, 18. Him and Tom Brady have revolutionized what body care is. I mean, he spends over a million dollars a year. Yeah. He broke a finger and he said he rehabbed 17 hours a day. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Um, It was a finger. Yeah. It's not like he tore his ACL or Achilles or something like that. No, a finger. It is a finger. Um, He's taking it to a different level, and I think for that – He can only keep getting better, and he'll continue to rise up this list. So I have to put him at least on here somewhere. And I think he'll end up, like I said, moving up higher. I think 16 feels about right right now. Eventually, I think he'll get his MVP and probably a Super Bowl MVP in my opinion.
0: No, yeah. I mean, I agree. He does things that are – he revolutionized – uh -hmm. his position a little bit i mean he's kind of like the king of escapability and being able to avoid the rush the way he does
1: smaller quarterbacks right he's reason kyler's in the league he's the reason even though lamar's not as short he's a little bit
0: wiry lamar's got a chance all that he kind of paved a path Um, he really did but that is all we have for the episode this week that rounds out the uh next five of our top 25 quarterbacks and you know we will be back next week like normal with a normal show. We're going to try to get uh, some good guests coming up for you guys throughout the months of July yeah. uh, and August, so it'll be good. Uh, make sure you're staying up to date with the show. Follow us on Instagram at the underscore issue podcast, and then our Twitter is just at the issue podcast. Uh, everything can be found in the link tree, though, TikTok, uh, you know, all of our other social website, media all that, the website, yeah. YouTube link. YouTube. Uh, if you're watching this yeah. on Spotify, Spotify link if you're watching this on YouTube. There you go. Um, so it's available everywhere. Just go check the description of the episode. The link will be there. But guys, thank you so much. And that was The Issue.